Today on Real Ghost Stories Online, do ghost tracking and hunting apps really work? That's what we examine through stories today on Real Ghost Stories Online. Welcome to Real Ghost Stories Online. Call in your real ghost story now at 855-853-4802 or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. You are about to enter the world of the unknown and quite possibly the undead. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. And it is 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. We'd absolutely love to hear them. Of course, if you want to support the show, keep us on the air, become an extra podcast person, sign up to be one, get access to all the advanced episodes, the archive of episodes, the bonus episodes. It's all there. Uh, Ghostpodcast.com or Patreon.com slash Real Ghost Stories to get uh, signed up for all of that. It's uh, Tony and Todd with you on today's episode of the program. What's going on? I am just uh, completely amazed at how quickly we are getting to the end of the year already. Oh, my God. I know. I was putting episodes together uh, today. I usually like work a, a week or two in advance, and I was putting the, the next weeks together uh, as far as we're at. And my, I'm putting together the first week in December. <laughs> Ah, and I'm like, oh my God, it is. We're almost, yeah. I mean, we're there. Another year, another year older. I mean, I, 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 our parents always said it. Like, you'll be when you get older, you'll know what I mean when I say time flies. You yeah. know, because when you're in school and younger, you never think about that stuff, and then you wake up one day and you're middle aged and you're having a midlife crisis <laughs> and you know, I mean, <laughs> buying cars and stuff like that. Yeah, now I get it. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing. Um, this year, I mean, it, it's interesting because I, the previous year I thought kind of dragged down on with COVID. Um, right. This year really went a lot faster <laughs> to me. I mean, it, it felt like it really did. It was in a COVID year. I mean, it's not that it's done or anything like that, but the initial year of COVID, um, it was it, it was like the first year in many that I that felt like it really went for a long time. And I think that carried over to this year. I think the first couple of months of this year were kind of like that. And then all of a mm-hmm. sudden things opened up, things were better. So our year officially kind of kicked off then. And so we were short like three or four months this year. That's yeah. what, that's how I look at it. Yeah. I think that makes sense because yeah, the, the start of the year was, was very much, yeah, kind of lockdownish. Ah, and here we go into really almost the third year of this now. So who would have thought <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, thank you. I'd like to uh, turn back time and change things if we could, please. When I uh, hear something, I never realized that um, at, at the beginning of all this, we had stocked up on some food and stuff because nobody really knew what the hell was going on. And I thought, you know, some of the canned goods I bought, I'm like, you know, <laughs> if we get through the, you know, if, if we ever get, you know, to this, uh, you know, this will be gone, you know, surely by its expiration date. I'm hitting the expiration dates on the cans now. <laughs> Oh, wow. I'm like, oh, my God. I didn't think like this would still be going on by the time this expired. It's still going on by the time this expired. That's crazy. I know. It's it. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. Let's go to our first uh, letter of the day. It says, hello, I have something to share that just happened within the past hour. Recently, I've downloaded the ghost app GhostTube. Supposedly has a dictionary of 250 words and phrases, and if a spirit speaks, the phone will say the word in Surrey's voice, and you can read it on your screen as well. 
Tonight I was lying in bed and decided I wanted to play around with the app to see what happens. I opened the app up and I asked, is there anyone with me tonight? An immediate response said, Mark. It did not skip a beat. I continued to ask questions and there was nothing. Zero response. I shut the app down, surfed the web and decided to get back on the ghost tube app. I opened it up, lay on the phone to the left of the bed and lay the phone to the left of me on the bed. I start to roll over on my right side, try to get comfortable. I start to roll over. The app says over here. It was so creepy to hear. I noticed I was rolling away from the phone. I just paused, turned my head, stared at the phone for a minute, took a screenshot of my response history so you can see it for yourself. As I was typing this out, I heard something shift or make a noise in my room and I'm alone. There was another time I was playing around with the Ghost Tube SLS app. The SLS app will pick up uh, abnormal uh, things. Uh, it will look like those stick figures that you see on Ghost Hunters, the TV show. As I would walk around my house while evaluating the app out, the SLS app would pick up all sorts of strange things. It can oftentimes debunk it, though. For instance, it showed something standing next to my kitchen table, but the anomaly was right on the chair. Could have been a spirit, but I debunked it as the chair. It was one time I could not debunk it. I was standing next to my kitchen table. I had the phone pointed near my wall. An anomaly popped up, it disappeared, popped up again and disappeared. While the anomaly was appearing and disappearing, something small appeared to the left near the ground. It almost looked like a pet anomaly. If I had to guess, the previous owner had a cat who passed away. I feel like it could be the cat because there's something that looks like a cat grave in the front yard. A bunch of rocks and a short rectangular shape, almost like a pet coffin. And it had a cat angel statue there when we moved in. As far as the human anomaly, I'm not sure. Could be the previous homeowner or something random. Hope you enjoyed the story. Love the podcast. Keep up the good work. I, I think that the assumption that that's a pet grave is probably a pretty good one. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. And people will ask, you know, what do you think about the SLS cameras and blah, blah, blah. And I don't believe in that. Yeah. And and then you, 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 but here's the thing, who would have thought that we'd be playing video games without a video game controller playing Pong and stuff like that? Who knew that we'd have, you know, these, these goggles that we'd put on and be able to move around and actually be in the video game itself. I mean, technology's come so far. Yeah. I, I don't know exactly how I feel about the SLS cameras, but I think that there's probably a good reason why they might work. Mm-hmm. I, I completely agree. I mean, I think, you know, almost any piece of equipment that's out there, I mean, has a chance of doing something. Uh, yep. You know, th that's the thing. I mean, so, so, and, and it's easy to like go and say, I like this piece better than that piece. Sure, that's cool. But I think almost anything that's out there has a chance at communicating. I mean, we're talking about, you know, simply a device that like a ghost box it just flips through frequencies. And sometimes you can somehow pick out logical responses to questions um or phrases altogether um you know there's just so many things that, that uh, you know you, you can ask about like is this real is this not but you know it's it's all you know up for conjecture but a lot of things can do a lot of interesting uh yield a lot of interesting results absolutely i um uh i have this one app i've been using um and it's kind of like an ovilus 
And I did a little research, asked around some people who you know are in the field too, like, what do you think of these apps that are on the phone? And there was a few that they said, you know, this one seems legit. This other one is not. Um, so I've been really enjoying it because it's really come up with a lot of very logical responses um, when we're out looking at places. And it's it's kind of it, it's it's more right than it's not. And that's kind of weird. I know the last time we talked or the time before we were talking about your house and things going on there. Have you ever opened that app up in the house and, and played around? Um. I probably did, you know, I, I can't say like I was like really like trying to use it, though. I think it was more so just like looking at it. Right. Right. I'm just wondering if uh, if you're the kind of person who would do that or if your house is off limits and and if you if something did come through, how you'd feel about that? <laughs> I, I yeah, I, I don't do anything in the house. So, I mean, I'll do things out in my office. My office can be as haunted as it was. <laughs> right. Um. But uh, but yeah, I don't really do that stuff in the house. I kind of have a it's like an, an unspoken rule on that one. I broke that rule one time and I wish I never had. Really? Yeah. I, uh, I had a house that was very, very quiet for many years. Mm-hmm. Never had anything going on. And. The minute we got out the uh, the K2 and a full spectrum camera and somebody else started asking questions, all hell broke loose. So, wow. Yeah. I, I Don't do it in your house. I, yeah. That's what I give anybody for advice. But I yeah. would just wanted to know if you had done anything like no, that. No, no. We haven't played anything in the house. Like I said, only over here in the office. Uh, speaking of old houses, uh, my mother sent me a picture of uh, your place when you were on Sheboygan Street. Was that right? Oh, yeah. Years ago. It's funny. I just drove by that house the other day. Yeah. They, she sent the picture. They got it all decked out for Halloween, don't they? Um, I don't think they did when I went by. Okay. But- yeah. yeah. What she had sent me, it looked kind of cool. They had it all. Um, yeah. They got uh, cobwebs and ghosts up. And I mean, and the place looks, I mean, this is why I bring it up on the show, because the place already looks like a haunted house. <laughs> Well, it's 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 one of those old Victorian houses that's really cool. Kind of reminds me of the way it's built of the Adams family house. Yes. And um very cool, but it was never really kept up. And so I think they're trying to do that now, but it looks it looks like something out of a, a spooky movie. It really does. Did you ever have anything weird there? Yes. You did. That was the first time that I felt like that that things had happened that I actually believed were happening to okay, me yeah. and um the house obviously was a one family house, but I think they broke it up to into like seven apartments at one time. Yeah. And there was always walking on the big staircase always. And there'd be nobody out there, but that, <laughs> that happened constantly. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That whole street has so many interesting old, you know, historic type, you know, mansions that a yeah. lot of them have been broken up into apartments. But I mean, you got to think, you know, there was, you know, the things that would have gone on there when it was this, you know, opulence mansion and, you know, in older times, it makes you wonder, like, what was life like, you know, in these things? And it's got to be, you know, if you're still your house as a ghost, kind of unsettling sometimes when it's like, well, they've turned it into apartments now. <laughs> you know, I would think so. Absolutely. And I think what happened was the family that owned, owned it was the Boyle family. They're very well known in town and mm-hmm. other buildings were built with that person's name on it. They didn't have it very long before um, the uh, the um, uh, what is it called? The the um, I'm not regression. The um, uh, dep- the depression. Depression. Okay, that's right. <laughs> yeah, I got it mixed up with how I feel right now this time of year. Um, 
yeah, the depression happened. And, and so it not very quickly went from a family dwelling into like apartments, not that far after. So the family didn't get a chance to really oh, wow. enjoy all the work that went into it. Wow. I, I did not know that. That's interesting. There's so many, there's a, several houses on the street. I remember going to like an open house as a child and I, I wasn't, it was, it was very similar in like stature to the one that you were in. Um, and I remember just like touring it and it was just, I think to this day, one of the most amazing residential homes I've ever been in. It seemed like just stairs going this way and that way. And things were built in kind of a much grander fashion then too. Yes. And it just had, it's like, Oh my gosh, this is just amazing. Um, but yeah, they, yeah, you don't, you don't really see houses like that anymore. You know, it, it's rare. Third floor ballrooms always had a ballroom on the third floor. <laughs> so you could throw parties. And who does it? Who doesn't have a third floor? Right. Ballroom? Exactly. These days. Ah, <laughs> uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number at uh, Real Ghost Stories Online. Next letter, it says, I'm sorry for my English. It's not my first language. Okay, so I was 18 and my girlfriend at the time moved into old house, an old row house, which had two floors upstairs to two bedrooms at the ends of the hallway. The other one was her four-year-old daughter's room. I almost lived with them. I really wasn't at my place all that much, but there was one problem. I couldn't sleep there. My dreams were so anxious that I didn't even know if I was awake or not. I sometimes went in a place in my sleep that I can't identify. One night at my girlfriend's house, I couldn't sleep again, so I just played in bed. When I heard the kid ask her mom from her room, I answered to her, what is it? Mommy is sleeping. Who's that man? What? What man? That man who's talking to me. I was like, no, 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 screaming in my head how scary the situation was. But still, I walked to her room but did not see or hear anything. The man had left before I came in. So we went back to bed. In the morning, my girlfriend didn't believe me. She said, it was just one of my stress dreams. I know it was not. The next night, we watched a movie and the kid wanted to stay downstairs and sleep on the mattress. We let her sleep there, but we carried her in her room after. We went to bed, too. In the morning, kid woke up in her own bed and asked if the man carried her there. No, he did not. We did. She did not ask anything else, just wanted to play. The next night, she woke us up like at 2 a.m. asking if we get water with her. I promised to go even, though I feared the house at night. When we were at the stairs going down, I noticed the TV was on and the girl said, I was scared to come on my own because the man is watching TV down there. Oh, hell, this isn't. We went down in the kitchen, gave her water, sent her back to her room, went in the living room, turned the TV off, and almost ran back to bed. Now he's angry, the kid said very sil silently. Well, yes. I'm not happy either. We went back to sleep, and once we changed beds in her room... She asked to be put back or put the things back. It was now in a place that the man always stands. So yes, they moved away and not once after that she spoke of the man. Thank God that was scary, even if he wasn't evil, I guess. And my now ex-girlfriend believed me at the end when the kid started to speak so much about the man. Love your show. So there you go. I tried to get through that as best I could. I was some areas where I was, the sentences didn't quite make sense, but I tried to make it work. <laughs> 
No, I mean, and again, kids are so open to that kind of stuff that um, I think you got to listen to it. You know, one of the things I learned about like um, people who see and experience things, even as adults, mm -hmm. you can call them mediums or psychics, psychics or whatever. It's the same part of your brain that experiences that stuff that you use when you are doing imaginary playtime stuff mm -hmm. when you're imagining things. And so it's very hard to draw a line of what's imagined and what's reality. So that's why I think that line is kind of blurred for kids. They can be in that imaginary playtime and yet see the things that are going on around them because there's really no wall there to close that off. Mm -hmm. No, it, it's so interesting. You know, the way that the ways that kids can see those sorts of things and, you know, and, and, not even think anything odd about it until looking back on it sometimes later in life. And and kids saying that stuff, really scary. The man is scared. Ah, <laughs> I know. You know? The last thing you want to hear. It's like, oh my God. Ah, <laughs> all right. 855-853-4802 uh, is our phone number here at Real Ghost Stories Online. Let's go to a call as soon as it loads. And here it is. Hey, Tony. Uh, my name is Olivia. Um, I've been a listener to your podcast for probably a few months now. Um, it helps me keep me entertained whenever I get ready or if I'm showering. Yes, I listen to it while I'm showering and uh, when I walk into classes. Um, I wanted to tell you about some crazy things that have happened recently. So I've had experience with like ghosts and the paranormal when I was really young but it was mainly from like past family members like my grandfather I saw him all the time when I was three and I didn't know he passed away before I was born so that's what made me into a believer of the paranormal um nothing crazy has happened since you know stuff like that but um I'm a student at Clemson University and I never really assumed like, oh, there's definitely going to be like ghosts here at Clemson University because this is a big campus. New things are being built every day. So I never thought about it. But um, there's a moment in time where I was out with COVID and I was quarantining and I came back and there's a specific lab class that I go to once a week called Principles Fabrication. Now that class is mainly like where you're learning how to weld metals and uh, you know learn how to be in the wood shop things like that so I had to come in and make up some assignments for that class and it would be early in the morning like eight in the morning I would come in and I noticed when I'm by myself there was in the wood shop there was just an area where I felt like it was a little eerie like that feeling like you're not alone and sometimes I felt like I was being washed in that room and sometimes in the bathroom I felt like I was being watched but during that time I was just so busy I couldn't think about it so I kind of would forget that that happened well this actually happened today I came in early in the morning to finish something and my professor I call him Michael by his first name um, Michael asked me how fall break is going because that's what we're having right now and everybody went home I stayed here since I already saw my family when I was quarantining I thought it would be pointless to go back home so I told him like oh it's, it's been fine I've just been catching up on work and watching ghost hunting shows and he's like oh wow that's interesting and then later on I went to go drop something off at his office and this was probably around like 3 30 p.m. 
I came in and I'm light on my feet. Like not many people can hear me walk in, but I came in and I startled him because I tapped him on the shoulder and he's like, you scared the shit out of me. And I was like, oh, I am so sorry. He's like, no, it's okay. Um, uh, you're going to think I'm crazy, but weird stuff happens in this room and throughout the lab. And I was like, really? He's like, yeah. And I was like, what do you mean? He said, well, do you like, do you believe in like ghosts and whatnot? Cause I know some people don't really think this stuff is true and they think I'm crazy when I tell them this. I'm like, no, I believe he's like, okay, well a professor back in like the 1900s, I can't remember when his name was Todd. He died of a heart attack here. And I think he's still here. Because me, Hunter, one of the, one of the other professors have had really weird experiences of like stuff in the bathroom turning on, like sinks or toilets flushing, or lights would randomly start flickering, or they would just like the radio would turn on, or they just heard walking, or just like you know someone clearing their throat. Like he says, this happens a lot, but it doesn't happen when like the students are in the room. It happens when you're by yourself and it's quiet. And I said. I will be honest, there's there's some moments where I felt like I was being washed and he's like, in the wood shop? I said, yes. And he's like, come with me. And he, we went in, he's like, you see that light switch right there? I said, yes. He's like, well, Todd came in to turn that light switch to start, you know, the class and he died of a heart attack right here. And I was, and the, the hairs on my arms went up. I mean, I was like, you have got to be kidding me. There's no way. Like, that freaked me out, because I'm sitting here, I'm like standing where a person did die. And right across the room where I put my bag and I start getting ready for the lab, it's it's like, yeah, I just felt like, I'm like, oh my God, this person could be watching me. I don't know, I was so freaked out. And then we started talking about it more, and he's like, recently Todd's been getting more active. I said, I said, okay, what is he doing? He's like, well, he's turning on the radio more. He's you know kind of moving stuff around and things like that he's michael told me he's never seen um todd but i did kind of tell him like well that makes sense but personally i would just keep an eye out like if you're looking at something through a reflection like you know window or through your glasses and you think you see something like you're probably more likely to see something there than with just your raw eye but um so he he's wanting to know what's with Todd because he thinks that I did tell him like that's he's probably trying to communicate with him and tell him something if he's acting out and like turning on the radio and flickering lights and just moving stuff around. He's probably trying to get in contact with you and he doesn't know how. And I told him not to do a Ouija board because listening to your show and just, you know, having common sense, you don't freaking use a Ouija board to communicate. So if you have any idea how he could come in contact with him, that'd be great to know. I know I was speaking a bunch of gibberish. Um, I'm, I'm just so nervous. Um, I love you guys. Um, you're great. And I'll let you know how everything goes. Um, if you air this, I will keep you posted on that. But, yeah, thanks. What are your thoughts? Well, first of all, I am just blown away that there's a ghost named Todd. That is the coolest thing I've ever come across in my life because they're never Todd. They're not. Nobody's ever Todd. It's always the dorky people that get that name. Um, I think this, I think to me, I think she's kind of right. I think 
this uh, this energy, this entity is trying to communicate somehow, whether it's Todd or not, I don't know, but it seems like it wants to be known. I think it wants acknowledgement mm -hmm. and maybe it does have something to say. And, you know, you can have simple conversations. I always tell people if you've got a smartphone, usually they have some sort of voice recorder on them. Yeah. Turn that on and just start asking questions. Make sure you leave long enough periods of time in between asking questions and then listen back to it. Uh, you might be surprised at what you catch and and it's you don't have to go out and buy special equipment right off the bat, but that's a great way to try and communicate or even better, ask the entity, ask the energy, ask the spirit. If there's something you can do, whether it's move something or slam something or squeak something, whatever it is that you're able to do to communicate, do it right now and, and just see what happens. That's interesting. I mean, I, I, I the voice recorder app on your phone, I've always forget that that's even there. Have you have you ever used that one specifically and never gotten anything? Yeah, um, I've got an Android now, but I've gotten some stuff with a um, with an Apple product before. They've mm -hmm. got a really good uh, voice recorder and the quality of their files is really good. Mm -hmm. So it, you can certainly use that um, yeah. to get EVPs. I never even thought of doing that. It, here's a question: When you when you're doing it, does it it kind of shows you like the waveform in action, doesn't it? Yeah. Now, it, do have you ever watched it happen where you saw a waveform that came up and but you didn't hear anything? You were not audibly hearing anything, but you saw it register on the waveform. I had that happen uh, on the phone, and also had it happen. Um, on my laptop with uh, with Cool Edit or Adobe, which a lot of people use to record audio and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. So that tells you right away where something is then. Um, and, yeah. and if you're, in, in fact, getting responses before you go and, and play it back, that's interesting. Huh. I always, I had a theory once on um, what would be interesting to do. Remember, you know, the old reel-to-reel -reel decks? Yes. Sometimes... There, there was a way of doing it because there was a slight delay you could have on on it sometimes. And I forgot how to do it. But essentially, you could, you know, you'd be talking. And if you're rolling tape on it, then it would the, the tape would be playing back about a second later. And if you had that volume up on that thing, it would drive you nuts. Um, but something like that, where it's literally a delay and then you're hearing it back in your your headphones, essentially, is, is what I'd be wondering uh, if something like that could exist for real time catching EVPs, not having to stop playback, but essentially just monitor that that delay feed. Yep. They do actually have an, a product out there now that does delay playing it back through headphones. So you can ask the question mm -hmm. and then actually listen to the delayed audio coming through for that. OK, so, that's cool. You know, and the thing about tape is um I've heard stories of people getting EVPs on unopened cassette tapes. That's interesting. That the entity was able to actually change the mag uh, the magnetism on the tape in order to communicate. That would have been like an awesome 1980s horror movie. Can you where, can you imagine where somebody you know they get their you know, their Memorex or their Maxwell cassette tape and they they pop in and they press play and they're like why are you playing a blank tape? Like, oh, shoot, I thought it was this other one. But then they start hearing the voices coming through like, what the, mm. hell, what, what the hell is this? <laughs> yeah. And it starts to recount about a murder. <laughs> <laughs> That's happening in real time. This could be a great movie. Oh, gosh. 
Uh, it's it, not Memorex. It's live. <laughs> Remember those great commercials for Memorex tapes? Yes. They were great. Yes, they were good. Can you even buy cassette tapes anymore? I mean, no, I don't think well, I think you probably can find them online someplace. Yeah. It's like 40 bucks for a cassette tape or something. <laughs> <laughs> kind of still works. Uh, let's go to uh, one more uh, caller here. Uh, let's hear your ghost story. Come on. There we go. Hey, Tony, I love your show. I also listen to the Grave Talks and um, was thinking since you guys are doing 31 days of Halloween, I would call in. I have a story that I found out about when I was just nine years old. My mom had told me it started with her. And then, um, you know, the, the haunting or ghost spirit, whatever it was, followed her. So I have a few stories that start really before I was even born. Um, so when my mom was growing up, when she still lived with her parents and her siblings, they lived in a house that they all knew was haunted. It wasn't a, a bad ghost, she said. It, you know, was, you know, never harmed anyone or <clears throat> really did much, but, you know, they would hear the steps up the stairs, the water would turn on and off, just things like that. So they knew something was there. However, when they had moved, the people who moved into their childhood home tried to sue my grandmother for selling them a quote-unquote haunted house, which you can't even do. Um, apparently, when they moved in, the spirits that were there didn't like the new people, so they'd open and close the windows, just make a ruckus. So um, that's where it kind of all started. When I was just born until six months old. We lived in a certain house and then we moved. So this first house that I was born in is where this um, dark entity started. My mother told me that she would see this black figure with a cloak and a hat, like a top hat. And my dad did not believe it. So one day she said, okay, Joe, go get me a glass of water in the kitchen because she knew it was over there. And he literally dropped the glass and it broke because he saw it for his own eyes and, you know, believed her. So one time my grandma was babysitting us while my parents were out, me and my brother. And she took a phone call. So she walked outside and the door shut and locked behind her. So she had to go through the back and she was just shook after that. It, it was very scary for her. Um, we ended up moving into the house I grew up in, just a, you know, a few streets away in the same city. I'm from Michigan, not sure if I said that yet. So the house that I grew up in, whatever was in the first house followed my mom is what she believes. Um, essentially this is a crazy story i can't recall it i was only six months old um, but she told me that apparently i was lifted up by whatever the spirit was and i was floating in thin air and was taken to my mother there was some type of spirit protecting me um, but that bad spirit was also there um, because my mom said that she was literally stuck on her bed like she felt like somebody was pushing her and holding her down and it was that same black figure with the top hat and it was very scary so um, my grandmother also sensed it 
Um, I don't know. She wasn't psychic or anything, but she just, she knew right away that this was not good. And um, she didn't even have to see anything to believe it. Just the feelings were there. But my mom actually saw it and experienced it. And I was apparently lifted up. (laughs) I don't remember any of this. So we had a priest come to the house. After the priest left, there was no activity. I lived in that house until I went away to college. Um, when the per- when the priest showed up, apparently there was a brush from like the 1950s that just appeared out of thin air. My mother said that the priest was in our backyard for like hours, just blessing the home. He was in there for a very long time. And when he left, there was nothing. So, you know, whatever was stuck in that house or followed my mom to that house, you know, moved on. Thank, thank God. But, um, yeah, so that was my story. There's a lot of stories from my past. I don't remember, but I felt like I would share that. Thanks a lot. Thanks for calling in and sharing that experience. Thoughts? I think uh, if I ever buy a really old house again, I'm just going to automatically have a priest come in because it just seems like it always helps. Yeah, I mean, didn't uh, didn't Catholics do that or don't don't they? Or I remembered like when I was a kid, like people would be like, you know, they got a new house and then the priest was going to come bless it for, you know, without anything going on in it. Yeah. Now, very typically, I think back in the day, that was something that people did. And and certainly when you watch scary movies like The Exorcist and even Amityville Horror and stuff like Mm -hmm. that, when bad stuff starts to happen, you have the Catholic priest come out. That always helps. Yeah. It always works wonders. (laughs) (laughs) What could possibly go wrong? Right. Uh, right. That's going to wrap up today's episode of Real Ghost Stories Online. If you like the show, keep us on the air. Become an extra podcast person. Sign up at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. Until next time, for Todd and Tony, thanks for listening to Real Ghost Stories Online. (laughs) 